Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome, everybody, on a Saturday morning, man. man. It is cold out. Listen, it is the temperatures have been dropping, and I'm in PA. John's in PA, but we're on very different wavelengths here because, my man, you see Pittsburgh, John Coker. John's straight from Pittsburgh right now. John, what's it, about 40 degrees right now? I, I think it's a balmy 46. I'll bomb me 46. That's all I'm saying. And, I, and I'm freezing too. I think it's like probably in the 50s here, but uh unfortunately I can't wear pants right now. So I'm stuck in shorts because of this damn boot. So uh hopefully uh it doesn't get too cold or my knees are gonna get cold. But uh obviously this is a fancy firebox. Tony Jason Cotillo, Pittsburgh, John Coker, triple threat action. You see what we starting every week. Been really fun. We'll review what we did last week. Um we had some hits. We had some losses. The way it works, it's just fun. It's all about trying to get you the best ROI for your team, and then you can just build around it. Obviously, follow Wind Daily Sports at Wind Daily Sports at Heat Ratio Sports on all social formats. And again, today from 5 to 8, make sure you're checking out Sirius XM Channel 87, where the Wind Daily Show will be live, talking all kinds of props and DFS magic. Now, John, last week, and we're going to pull it right off. So last week, what we do is we go... I'm on the left. John's on the right. John definitely had a better week than Jigsaw, right? So Jigsaw thought Derek Carr was going to be the best quarterback on the slate. Didn't happen. Saquon didn't happen. Jerry Judy gets injured, right? So mine went right to shit. John, listen, he couldn't for, you know, Kirk Cousins. Guess what? It is what it is, right? But Nick Chubb, okay, goes off. Stephon Diggs goes off. John, you definitely had a better week than me, didn't you? Why, why do I bet on Kirk Cousins in prime time? I don't know. I, I thought he was going to buck the trend. Not so much. Yeah, you know what? It's funny because I honestly said the same thing. So when I'm doing the showdowns for Win Daily, I was like, I'm doing the same kind of triple threat, and I have to pick a quarterback for each. It's either Jalen Hurts or Kirk Cousins. And just by the money, I was like, look, for 9,800, Kirk Cousins, I'm going to take Kirk as the quarterback because I think – all right, you know, I don't think they're going to win, but 200, 230 yards, a couple TDs. All right, Kirk. Dude, he couldn't do anything. I mean, he looked like a complete stiff in the pocket. No matter what he did, it didn't matter. So, um, yeah, I'm far away from Kirk. He he is Charmin at its best, okay, people? Charmin at its best. So he's let's get right back. into it. What's that? He's going to bounce back this week. Watch. You, you know what? I think he's going to bounce back in a big way. Uh, you know, I, I do. They're going against Detroit, and, and I think everybody's going to see our, our two triple threats on what we think and why we think. So let's get right into it again. Remember, you got to pick a quarterback. you got to pick a running back, and it's a receiver or a tight end. These are based on DFS values, who you think, based on their number, is going to give you the best overall profit this week. So me and John right here, right off the bat, this is where we're going. So John is on the left this time. Okay, so John is going Derek Carr, Dalvin Cook, A.J. Brown. John, let me know. What what what, what sticks out to you with Derek Carr? 
I just see that offense really clicking. I like Devontae Adams. I don't know about his price point is a little high. I think he'll be up to 3X, but um, I just I just think Derek Carr is going to get it going this week. So I like Derek Carr. I'm just, he's, he's, he's getting on that dead to me list because I heard all offseason about how Derek Carr is just going to light the world on fire. He's going to lead the league in yards. He's going to be the next coming. Stop it. It's still Derek freaking Carr, okay? He didn't all of a sudden revert into Tom Brady, so let's relax. Um, Let me ask you about A.J. Brown. Now, are, are, you know, are you concerned at any of this being that gritty NFC East battle in Washington. You know how this happens with Philly, and, you know, and Washington. It, it, it seems to sometimes, you know, it doesn't, I, I would say, underwhelm sometimes. But are you afraid that maybe, you know, he gets covered up and, you know, it doesn't go to him? Or you think he, no one, he's the target monster of that team? I think he's the target monster. Um, yeah, I do too. You know, you look at what happened week one to me was natural. And then it came out, you know, Devontae Smith, he needs to get balls too, which I'm not saying that it was forced, but there was that a little bit of extra focus to make sure we feed, um, you know, Smith the ball. I see A.J. Brown coming back this week. I mean, the guy's going to get open. He's a physical specimen. Um, I, I just see him having a big game. Yeah, I, I do. I Listen, best thing that the Eagles could have ever done was to take – you know, AJ Brown away for the Tennessee Titans. So, um, and I think we're both on the same page with Dalvin Cook. Again, Dalvin Cook has been held down for too damn long. Okay, and I I think they're finally going to realize. Look, the only way, and not to mention, we get up against a thirty second team. You know, he's going up against a thirty second ranked offense when it comes to, against the run. Okay, so that's not going to hurt. Um, Kevin O'Connell is a young coach, and we already knew he was to come in and throw the ball a lot. Um, and again, Dalvin Cook has 11 targets in two weeks, so he, he's definitely getting the ball. But they're really not running like they did in week one. They got away from it. week one. At least he had 20 attempts for 90 yards, decent 4.5 yards per carry. But he wasn't involved as much as we would have liked. It was a Justin Jefferson game. I, I think this is the complete, you know, 180. I think that Kevin O'Connell says, look. We need to get this game plan established quicker, and we're just going to go feed, feed, feed Dalvin Cook. So um, I'm on the Dalvin Cook train for as well. And again, 7900 So he's going to save you $1,100 off that number one guy in Jonathan Taylor and, you know, $900 off Christian McCaffrey. So, you know, listen, if you want to pay up, pay up, but we're trying to give you the best for the ROI. So I, I definitely like Dalvin Cook. I like Joe Barrow in my triple threat because – Joe Barrow's not going to be held down for long. I, I know that offensive line out there is trash. It won't be trash all year. It, it will get fixed somehow, some way. And they're going against the Jets, who, listen, the Jets are playing hard. That still doesn't mean they can't they can stop anybody on, on defense, okay? So that doesn't mean that, okay? They won because they, they Joe Flacco turned into Superman all of a sudden. I don't know, but um, I like Joe Barrow to come back in a bounce-back game. Every week he gets healthier. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a big game for Joe B. And I like, listen, Tyreek Hill, AFC Showdown, Buffalo without their two 
starting safeties. I think this is going to be a, a punch in the mouth, haymaker, back and forth kind of matchup. Uh, I really like Miami's offense in this game, and I'm going to go Tyreek Hill. I'm going to ride the train. So it's going to be interesting, John. What do, what do you think about that Miami-Buffalo game? You expect a lot of fireworks? No, see, I'm I'm scared of the Miami offense. Oh, see, this is why I, I like this. Two has been, I mean, six touchdowns. I mean, come on. You know, yeah. we know that's an anomaly. Yeah. But he's looked better. I've never really been a Tua guy. Um, you know, I feel like he would too often just look at half the field, um, not really make all the reads. I, I, I need to see a little more. Um, it's going to be a tough matchup against the Bills defense. Vaughn Miller looks like whatever team he goes to, he just wants to sack people till he gets to the Super Bowl. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's I can believe in that offense, but I want to wait another week or two. Not to say that I didn't try to get Tua as a pickup in a lot of my season leagues. I'll do it, but this week, I just, this doesn't feel like the week I'm comfortable um, starting him. You know, as as for Burrow, I did like that price point, and I agree with you that the offensive line will get better. I don't know that that happens this week. I know it's the Jets. Um, not that the way that they've played has overly impressed me. It's just until I see that line come together, I'm I'm scared to put money on Burrow. Yeah, I, I'm I'm taking a shot just because of exactly what you said, price point. That price point to me was just, listen, $6,600 for a quarterback who's just waiting to explode. I mean, again, we're doing this based off price point. And look at Lamar Jackson's $8,000, right? And you look at Joe Burrow at $6,600. Now, you know, that's a huge $1,400 in savings. That's a big deal when you're trying to build a DFS lineup. So, again, do I think that... Lamar, he can never put up Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying that, but for this week, for that money, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, but I agree with you. I I, I see it. it. The Jets, Adam checking in. What's up, Adam? As always, checking in. Um, they are the Jets, but they are. Listen, Salah's got them playing hard, so I, I I will go with that. Now let's go to some FFPPs, which are always fun. You know, guys are under yeah, four thousand, forty two hundred, forty three hundred, thirty five hundred. You know, we we hit them these time to time. So, John, let, 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 let's bring up uh, yours right away, or, or, or both of ours. Yours is number one right there. Um, I, we bookend. We we were we agreed on first and third, and I'm in the middle. So, talk about Algier and why you like him. Well, Williams is out. Um, Patterson, I actually like at his price point this week as well. I do, too. Um, he's sitting at 5,800. Um, but, you know, he, Algier was a healthy scratch week one. Came in week two, got some carries. Look, that offense isn't going to light the world on fire. But I could envision a case where he gets a goal line touchdown and really make make up, you know, some solid profits at that price point. Yeah, and and again, that's that's the thing with these FFVPs. You could base it on positive point production. You could base it on a touchdown. I mean, because any anything in that in that realm is going to give you that value. For me, I hate to say I'm I'm, I'm putting some money on Nelson Aguilar, but Again, I, I have to do it because here's the thing. Nelson Aguilar thrives when he doesn't have to be the guy. And you could just throw him in that little slot and let him run around. And listen, Belichick's finding a home out there for Nelson Aguilar. It's simple as that. He's finding a home for him. And again, John, like I, I, I just, I look at what he did last week, six for 115 and touchdown. I mean, he, to me, it's a no brainer. 
I, I just think it's honestly a no-brainer. I think that in this matchup this week, he just continues to build it for 4,100. I think this could be interesting where he almost duplicates what he did last week. And then next week, me and you were sitting here going, wow, Nelson Aguilar is 59. I mean, 4,900 or 5,000. Like, it's going to catch up. And Nico Collins, I think me and you were both on the Nico train. He, he He's, John, You he's right there. Like, every, like, he's right there just ready to, Oh, there's that breakout Nico Collins game. And I think it's going to be this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a starting wide receiver. He's, you know, he's the number two option. So it's not like we're talking about a third guy or where there's a, a bunch of guys out there that are catching balls. I mean, it's it's Cooks and him, period. That's it. And and for my listen, honestly, I you know, I know everyone might not agree with this, but from what I see and, and, and what I'm looking at. I, I definitely see that, you know, this could be uh Brandon Cook's slow down kind of year. I'm just saying, like, this could be that year where everybody's like, uh, all right, maybe Brandon Cooks is going to kind of have a little regression. So um, I, I like Nico Collins for 4,000, like you said. I, I just think, again, man, like this, what we look at, the whole thing, number one, Chicago stinks right now. I don't know what's going on with Chicago. They can't stop anybody. But Nico got nine nine targets last week. Okay, so he, he comes in three weeks against Indy, three targets against Indianapolis. Then he bumps up to nine targets. Now, his target to catch ratio is kind of low. It's it, it's under 50%, but that's okay. I think, you know, that that will grow. But, again, weather could be an issue in, in a sense of cold. I'm not really worried about it. Davis Mills has been one of the most underrated guys in the NFL. Just gets it done. So, I think he, he gets it done to Nico this week. So, let's go for some props for profits on any time touchdowns. John's right off the bat. I see a lot of good names. John's like me. You know, he's got, listen, if he's going to ride Algier as one of his FFVPs, he's going to pick him to score, right, John? You, you already mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm banking on that touchdown. Uh, so, Dotson. You like Dotson. <laughs> he's special. All he, does is, all he does is score touchdowns. Um, nice. I, I don't know how long I can trust Carson Wentz passing for over 300 yards. I mean, you look at Scary Terry supposed to be the guy. Then you got Curtis Samuel coming back. You know, he was injured all last year. He's coming back as the number two. Dotson's probably the most electric receiver on the team. And, you know, they're, they're running, writing up plays for him. I mean, that's how he's getting in the end zone. These are A lot of these are plays specifically for Jahan Dotson. So, look, until he doesn't have a game without a touchdown, I'll ride him at two to one. Yeah, I, I, I like, listen, I'm on the Dotson wagon. I was on it in the preseason and I said it and I said it again, I, I think that this is going to be the number one receiver for that, for, I want to say Redskins get in trouble uh, for that commander's offense. I do. I, he's special. He could do more than any other receiver on that team. He, you know, no disrespect to scary Terry, but this kid can do more. He gets open more. He can run more different and functional routes. Um, and he's got a knack for ball. And hey, we are right. PSU's finest. So that's got to help as well. Zach Ertz, man. Zach Ertz, John, uh, you know, we talked about in the preseason, this guy's just going to be a target monster for this team. You're picking him to score this week, huh? Yeah. I mean, he's, I believe he got in last week. I don't know if it was a touchdown or a two point conversion, but I'm um, pretty sure he, he, he crossed the goal line last week. He's getting the targets. Um, you know, the expectation with Hopkins out was that Ertz was going to be heavily involved for the first few weeks. That offense has not looked good at all, but he's getting the targets. 
Kyler's comfortable with them. I think more comfortable than any other receiver on the team. And they're going to have to throw the ball at some point. Don't know what James Conner is going to do this week with, um, you know, his injury. Um, I, I, I will say I was surprised that I didn't hear any Eno Benjamin out of you. That was that was I, one of the one of the picks I was waiting to hear from you. <laughs> I know you 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 were waiting for it. I, I you know what? Here's the problem. I love Eno Benjamin, but for some reason, they still don't like him. As much as the, all the hype in the, in the off season about how yeah he's changed, you know he's come in in different shape and and he's more driven and and now all of a sudden James Conner goes out and Darrell Williams is getting the Darrell Williams is getting every single carry and now Darrell Williams is fifty one hundred as opposed to Eno Benjamin forty seven hundred. Why can't Eno get no love? Listen, I'm telling you, something. Cliff Kingsbury is gone. He's fired after this year. This dude stinks. Okay, he he has no idea what he's doing out there. They they I watched that game with Vegas and they were listen, I a cluster, you know what? I won't say because of FS FCC rules, even though it's on YouTube, but um he is completely he's scattered. He couldn't get the plays in on time. They were calling timeouts in the overtime and delayed games. Like this dude's a mess. He's an absolute mess. And to get back to Zach Ertz, eleven friggin' targets last week. Okay, what you people not listening to? And and I got to get listen. I give I give my man Jason some props. I don't always do it because I always bust his balls. But Jason all all season was telling everybody, Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz. Don't draft one of those top tier uh, tight ends, Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz. And he was right. I mean, the, the guy just listen. His average per catch stinks because he usually falls down or barely runs after the catch, but he gets the balls, man. So um, it is what it is. So a lot of, lot of good plus tutties right there. And, you know, Jay has got to get a little crazy here. Okay. And it's only the first one. Now, right now, Cedric Wilson is questionable. Okay. So I don't know if he's going to play, but I'm going to throw you one out there and I'm not typing it, but I just have this feeling looking at this jigsaw crystal ball, right? That, you know, without these two high safeties from Buffalo, even though they have a fantastic defense, somebody weird is going to get a long touchdown. I don't know. You know, they're going to focus on Tyreek a lot. They're going to focus on Waddle. Gazeki's going to be held in the block. They got Mostert running the ball now. It seems like Edmonds is being phased out a little bit. So same thing would happen in Arizona. So I think Cedric Wilson can get past that double coverage, uh, you know, and get past that second tier. And if it's not him, it's going to be Freddie Swain. There, there you go, John. Like the Freddie Swain. Yeah, you knew I was going somewhere deep. John knows where I go. Um, and somebody from Miami that's not Waddle and not Hill is going to score a touchdown. So why not get some plus money on that? So I'm going to go Cedric Wilson right now, plus 500. But swing that to Freddie Swain if Wilson doesn't play. I'm going to ride the FFAP just like John did with Aguilar or Aguilar. I'm going to go Aguilar. Um, I think he scores again this week. I, I, again, the Ravens are hurting in the secondary right now. Okay. They have some big injuries, some, some issues. This is at, at New England. Um, Bill Belichick always goes after. He prides himself on stopping that best player. We know that, John. Can he stop Lamar Jackson? I don't know. Can he contain him? Probably a little bit I see in this game. So, I, I definitely 100% like Aguilar on the other side. Mac Jones is forming a nice rapport uh, with him. 
And then Tyler Boyd just seems to be the guy who gets in the end zone for Cincinnati when you least expect it. Um, so I'm going to ride Tyler Boyd this week again because his price point, number one, is under T. Higgins at 5,200. I think from a DFS standpoint, I think he can get a, a, a nice amount of targets like week one when he got seven last week, only two. But I think it's going to be a week one kind of game. I think this is going to be the Tyler Boyd touchdown game. Uh, so again, Joe Barrow back to being Joe Barrow this week. I'm not concerned about the Jets. I know John has his hesitations. I'm not. I'm going in full arsenal attack, full aerial attack. Tyler Boyd will get in a touchdown. John, any final values we got here? Any Anybody else you're looking at that maybe take a shot on, throw it out there now? We got. I mean, the most interesting piece i think for values i want that tampa bay green bay game so evans is out godwin's out so naturally you would you know julio's a game time decision yeah, and it's a knee too so right. you don't know so, so you're thinking russell gage but russell gage hasn't showed up rashad perriman every time he gets yes. a start for whatever reason puts up the stats and recall it was probably about two years ago he had a bunch of touchdowns and he had a really good season looking like he was going to get a, a payday or at least went through a nice stretch where he was, he was very fantasy relevant. Um, but it's going to be interesting what the receivers do on Tampa Bay side, you know, Perriman at 3,900 gauge at 4,700, which isn't even bad. And Julio at 56 um, on the flip side, Romeo dubs is is getting some some media attention and they look like they want to feed him the ball I, look i don't know i think sammy watkins might be out uh i, I don't know if i if i do recall yeah, that. He, he is he as of now he is officially out right and i cobb cobb may be questionable i think lazard should be good to go but look if they're talking about giving him the ball he was the preseason darling getting all, getting a lot of attention you know Rodgers liked them in the preseason, well, at least in uh, training camp. You know, preseason Rodgers ain't playing in the games. But at 3,800, Romeo Dubs, that might be the one. I was I went with Christian Watson. I, somebody got to step up for the Packers offense on the receiving end, and it can't just be the two running backs. No, so, I, I agree with you. I yeah, do. Romeo Dubs, 3,800. I like that. Like, like all you do is if you sit there, you pull up that DraftKings, and you look – at that game, it's just a a a a sore of red and orange out questionable out questionable out questionable. I mean, like you know, I, I you know what, John, you you got me feeling good here, you know, because I I honestly didn't look at this game, and I was like, you know, because it's been like Tampa just been off, right, and and you know, you just never know what's going to happen with this team. But I'll tell you, man, you know, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for my man to get a little more love. He, he kind of got phased out. Okay. He he hasn't really been fantastic. He got eight targets last week. How about we throw a sneaky play out there? You know where I'm going for Tampa Bay. Uh, John's going to know as soon as I, I'm going to type him in right now. As soon as I throw him up here, John's going to know. Beam me up, Scotty. Give me ah, a little Scotty go. Miller action at 3,800. Um, because again, somebody got to catch the damn deep ball at Tampa Bay, and if everybody's out, somebody got to step up. And you you called it with Perryman. You watch these games, and he he loves throwing a Perryman. 
He does. He loves throwing a Perryman. And the one guy he likes that goes deep a lot, he likes forcing there to Scotty Miller. So um, it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting game. A lot, lot of good, lot of good values again. And, you know, one man, John, you know, another guy, and he's 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 coming up. So I don't even he's he's kind of not FFBP worthy. Uh my man Javon, make sure you find Jay Alford uh on Twitter as well. Javon, we, we do a lot of good things on Twitter together, man. He, he's always throwing some great picks out there. Uh we've been in in the Greg Dortch season, man. It's been Dortch season out there in Arizona. And again, he just seems to be able to be Rondell Moore out again this week. Dortch just catches balls, man. He just catches balls for this team and he scores touchdowns. Um Again, uh, you know, I could see John what Dort season. You buying forty three hundred? Not a bad play, right? No, for forty three hundred. I mean, if yeah. if he puts up the average of his first two weeks, you're in good shape. Yes, yes. Now, let me um let me throw this out there. Last question before we get out. Uh because I, I I didn't do any preseason shows with you. We only did one, and we normally do a lot. And uh, you know, you had some things going on. I had some things going on. And, you know, been a lot of talk about the receiver versus running back. And I'll, I'm going to give you a lot of stats, not today, later on. Uh, I'll be doing my, you know, I'll be, I'll be posting something on Twitter about that. But I was on record saying coming into the year, if I'm in a full point PPR league and I have the number one overall pick, I'm taking Cooper Cup. And everybody was like, I, 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 I me, uh, you know, you got to take a running back. I'd say, John. Seeing what Cooper Cup has done already this year and seeing how he's just consistently the week-to-week positive point production guy, 29 targets in two weeks. I mean, do, do you see Cooper Cup just completely obliterating everything again like he did last year? I, I really don't know. I mean, it looks <laughs> like it. You know, a lot of teams can have a darling season and kind of hit the ground the following year. I, I just can't believe that Stafford just continues to <laughs> I know. force the ball, but it's not even forcing the ball. It's how, wide open. How I know it it is it is comical. How is he that wide open? I mean, you, you got to put a guy on his left, a guy on his right, and the safety behind him. I but, mean, it's it's crazy. It's exactly what you said. I watch it. And I'm like, how how is he wide open? Like, mm-hmm. I, and you know what I've come to the conclusion of? I come to the conclusion of. He is so special. Like, I read an article uh, uh, before last year about Cooper Cup. Because, listen, Cooper Cup's not a rookie. It, we're not talking about Cooper Cup just all of a sudden came into the league, right? He, he was on that team. And he was basically nothing. Okay, and all of a sudden built him up. This is a student of the game. This is a receiver. This is a player. Just Let's call him a player because he's a football player. I saw him lay out some blocks in that game that, that a linebacker would do. Um, he studies more than anybody that some people have ever seen. He he does film study. Um, he does a lot of work behind the scenes. And I think he's just extremely intelligent that even though these teams scheme against him, I think he just knows. Like he 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 is, I've said this before. It's like John coach soccer, I coach soccer, um, you know, plenty of other sports as well. And you're always telling your kids, you know, you got to think ahead. Right. As you you know, with soccer, you may not have the ball, but you have to think if I get the ball, where am I going? Always think a play ahead. And I think Cooper Cup, 
is sitting there on the line going, okay, if I go right, I already know what that DB is going to do. I, he already, in his mind, is saying, I know it's next. And we're, we're watching history, man. I mean, we, we were lucky, John, to watch, you know, the Marvin Harrison years where he just obliterated records. Randy Moss, T.O. Uh, I I, and what's funny is Cooper Cut's not getting that same reaction. As, as good as he is, you know, he's not getting that Randy Moss love. He's not getting any of that, which is shocking to me. Uh, but I think it's just because he just goes about his business and doesn't really talk. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, his his knowledge of the game is like a quarterback playing the receiver position. I think, if anything, that says even more about Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. Yes. And you know what I mean? I, the Now we're talking, you know, Goff may not have had that same mental aptitude or have the same um you know relationship uh i could see cup going in film study and seeing what happened in a play and saying look next time i know what i'm going to do but not only that communicating with his quarterback that that is what he's going to do the next time he sees it and you you know how it is play you know playing playing out on the the courts or whatever you just give the quarterback that look like you know what i mean just yep. raise up the one eyebrow you're on the same page. I mean, he may not have had that with Goff. When Goff was there, remember, Cup and Woods were basically getting e equal stats. You know what That's I mean? Right. It, was, it was distributed evenly pretty much between the two. They were always ranked season-long uh, 12 to 17, somewhere both of them right in the same range. You didn't know who was going to show up what game. All of a sudden, Stafford comes, and Cup is just a beast. So, I mean, yeah, I think, I think Cup's always been that way, but – Stafford, I think that just goes to show how much Stafford is to that team compared to what Goff was. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. That's a great point. I didn't even think about the quarterback because Jack Goff is a stiff. Um, so that didn't that definitely didn't help Cooper Cup's career. Um, but now nah, great point, great point. So let's let let's end on that. Great point. Uh Lamp B checking in real fast says Jake saw the Buffalo. Yes, dropping like flies, dolphins in play. You know, B, I, I, I got a little crazy, okay? I got Tyreek Hill as my triple threat wide receiver. I think he's going to go off again. And I got, listen, I'm telling you right now, Cedric Wilson Jr. or Freddie Swain, one of those two cats is going to score a big plus money touchdown in that game. So I definitely like the Dolphins in that game for real. So everybody, uh, make sure you're following Wendell Sports. Make sure you're you're, you're following the, the YouTube page as well. Um, subscribing, it's where we are. A tremendous content. Make sure you check it out series later on. If you're seeing us this morning, five to eight, be Jason and see you from five to seven. And then we'll have a jigsaw hour with Jason and jigsaw myself from seven to eight, uh, taking calls, going over plays, talking values. And then tomorrow, make sure you're, you're tuned at 11 a.m. Uh, for the pre-lock show uh, right here with, with Ghost and Sticks and just killing it every single week. So everybody, man, just just enjoy your Saturday. If you're, if you're cold, throw a blanket on. Um, stay safe, stay healthy. And again, we'll catch you back here next time. Oh, wrong one. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast. People are the worst brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel and I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.